Well, here we are. We're going to talk about some weird stuff today. Uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Oh, we're going right. to talk about some real weird stuff today. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, well, we just started, so that would totally make sense. Uh, this is the Dry Spellcast. Uh, we're broadcasting live uh, at the University Pulse radio station um, on Boise State's campus. But uh, you're probably listening to this on SoundCloud. So, hey, follow us, subscribe, do that kind of stuff. We like it. Um, my name is Matt Crane. Uh, I'm going to host today. It's Wednesday, July 26, 2017. This is our 21st episode. Um, and so, yeah. Hey, Austin, how's it going? Austin. Oh, wait, Austin's not here. Uh, Austin's my co-host, and uh, he's not here today. So um, we brought in our good friend Jason instead. Hey, Jason. Hey. Um, that was that was exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about video games and stuff this week. And like said, it's it might get a little weird. Um, it'll be a good week. Yeah. It, it might. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. Um, I am now 100% operating too many things at one time. Uh, okay, that soundboard is too far away from me. Um, so, how, how's it going, Jason? It's uh, going pretty well. I, uh, I mean, it's been, I've been here the past two weeks, so it's been a lot of yeah. fun and just love talking about some video games, so yeah. I'm excited. Video games are fun sometimes. <laughs> when it's um, not Overwatch being completely cruel to you. Yes, uh, this is this is a streak that uh, we were just talking about this actually, because neither of us can win in Overwatch right now. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, typically, usually we were you know fairly decent in Overwatch, yeah. um, or at least competitive. We're getting matches now where I don't feel competitive at all. It's over in like a minute. Yeah, and I just don't know what's going on. Um, I, and I guess I kind of chalked it up to, like, we have a group of friends that we used to play with that just aren't on right now. And it's making it really difficult to coordinate with a random team. Right. Uh, but even, like, so there were three of us on the other night, or maybe even four of us. Definitely three. It might have been four. Yeah, and we were all in a group together and stuff, and we were just getting stomped. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. Just to give an idea for anyone who's playing Overwatch, when I started this losing streak, I was at like 2240 about for my SR, and I'm down in the 1800s, so it has not been a fun time. Yeah, I'm in the 1900s somewhere, uh, but I haven't, like I've 2012 or something is what I've maxed out on. This right. is like my first quote-unquote season uh that i've actually played competitive i always played quick play right uh, i don't know there's something about the whole idea of competitive that scares me uh it's so much pressure right yeah uh but it, i mean it, it's it shouldn't be uh <laughs> but i don't know i like i now that i'm playing it more and more competitive i'm like ah like quick play like this isn't that big of a deal like this right. is where i'm gonna go Learn how to play characters and stuff, which I've started doing because I kind of like I obviously we all have our mains. Right. Right. Um, but I've been trying to get better and better at other characters um, and I'm getting there. Like I'm, I'm starting to play more and more characters that I enjoy. Definitely. Uh, I, like I'm on a Lucio kick right now. Which you had an awesome Lucio pretty much a round win the other day. Yeah. Where knocked everyone off the point instantly, overtime dropped, and we won the round. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zarya had shot one of those, the... Graviton? Yeah. I can't remember the name. Basically the black hole, right? And uh, I just kind of skated up to a, the black hole right as it f stopped. I blew them all off, and then we won right there, uh, which was nice. But... Uh, I like him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, other than that, have you been playing any video games? Um, I've been playing. Besides PUBG. 
I played a bit of PUBG, <laughs> a lot of Overwatch. Let's see. I've been playing Crash Bandicoot, the trilogy, the insane trilogy. Yeah. How do you like that? That's another cool game, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I I did play this at your house uh, last week, but I guess my like biggest question is a lot of people online are complaining about, oh, this is so much harder than the original game because they had to rework all the right. physics and all this stuff. Like You played the originals. Right. Yes, I didn't play a lot of the first one, but I played a lot of the third one. So I haven't got there yet. I'm still in the second game, so I can't do a direct comparison just yet. Okay, I know. Like I was talking to uh, a person that I know who was playing this, and right? He was telling me like it's really not that big of a deal. Uh huh. But at the same time, like I guess I kind of understand that. I know, like if they release like a Mario. Like mm-hmm. a Super Mario World, a game that I literally know like every square inch of. Yeah. I've played millions of times. If they re-release that now, and the physics were different, I would know, and I would probably be upset. Absolutely, I think everyone would be upset over that one. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, as somebody who never played the originals, I right. can't really comment on that. Uh, otherwise, I like I agree. I played a couple levels, and there are some parts that are just ridiculously hard. Yeah. Uh, like, when I fir- with the first level I played, I was like, oh, this is super easy. Like, why is everyone complaining? <laughs> and then the second one, I had to, like, I was being chased by a rhino, and there was lava, and I kept on dying in the lava, and it was just, like, it, that sucked. Right. So. A lot of fun, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it looks really good. Um I didn't see any, like, drops in frame rate or anything mm-hmm. like that. It looked like it ran really solidly. And that's one thing. When I play the game, there are zero drops. I don't think I've ever experienced one. So they did a good job. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so uh, because the game was originally created in, like, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still. Well, I guess the other game I've been playing, and you played it as well, is Super Hot VR. Yeah. Lots of fun. Uh, I can't stop speaking praises about that game. (laughs) It's really cool. Uh, We both played Super Hot on the PC, the Mm -hmm. non-VR version, and that game was really good. Right. Um, It's... uh, Basically, the premise is is it's a shooter. It's a first-person shooter, but you... It... The way it works is your enemies and the world around you only moves when you move. So, for example, like somebody can be across the room, and if you just hold still, they just stay there. Right. And whenever you start to do something, then they start moving. Um, And so the idea is it's almost like a super slow-mo where you have time to think, and then time to react to what's going on and mm-hmm. it's basically a puzzle game it is super fun though there are so many moments that make you feel like you're in an action movie yeah where you just like it has some guy spawn right in front of you you pull the gun out of his hand knock him down aim up at the guy on the rafters and it's just it feels so fun to play yeah in the vr Definitely works really super well in this game. Yeah. Uh, It's been out in VR for a while, but it just came out for PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's so cool. Uh, I I actually experienced VR for the first time this past week uh, at Jason's place. And uh, it's something. (laughs) It's definitely something. I got sick after about, like, an hour straight. And that's um, pretty good. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I wasn't really sick. I started to feel a little, like, wheezy. Queasy. Yeah. Not wheezy. <laughs> wheezy is a rapper. Right. Um, no, that's easy. I, I can't get my well, easies down. Whatever. You can be the G-G-Z. rapper named Wheezy. Yes, I am MC Wheezy. Uh, no, but, like, it was one of those things, like... I really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, especially like especially super hot. I'd yeah. say that's the highlight for me. Definitely. Um, 
It wasn't until I played the Star Wars mission that mm-hmm. I kind of started to feel sick. Right. And I think that was 100% my fault because one of the first things I did was <laughs> immediately do a backflip. Um, and I was not ready for that. The fact that you're sitting there doing the backflip, you don't feel any of the, uh, the gravity geez. force. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what does it. It's so bizarre. And, and I think it's one of those things like... Uh, if I did, like, small bursts of VR consistently, mm-hmm. in, like, a couple of years, it's not, it's going to be second nature. Right. It's not going to feel weird. Uh, and they'll also have better technology down the road, so it's going to, it's going to just get better and better. Ideally. Uh, that's not always accurate. Uh, but that's pa- the hope. Palmer Lucky was in the news again. I can't exactly remember what for, but every time he's in the news, I smile. Uh <laughs> And it's just, I don't know, VR seems super cool, and I wish I had a good rig. I know Oculus is, has a sale going right now. For, like, three ninety nine. you get the headset and the touch controllers. Yeah, and I think that's not a sale. I think that was a price drop. Oh, yeah. Well, I, they're doing, like, the summer of Oculus oh, or really? something like that. But, yeah, uh, that's incredibly cheap. Yeah, if I'm sitting there like I have a I have a PC that can't run a ton, so I'm like if I could run this, that would be something to look at. I think I could run it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean the only thing I'd question is uh how fast my CPU is, but right. I still think like I I have like 16 cores or something stupid like that. Right. And so I think I would be able to run it, but uh that's still that's still a lot of money, and I, I guess I don't see a lot of what they have to offer me right um, yet. The big so. thing about VR is with Sony, I love Sony, but they scare me because I remember the Vita and how quickly yes. they saw that's not running. Just get rid of it, and that terrifies me when I'm sitting there like I have the PlayStation VR. I love the thing. Are they going to do the same thing? So I think if we were to get a VR headset, and you could run it on PC, that would be the way to go. Well, and, like, especially, like, the Oculus. The Oculus is owned by Facebook. Right. Right? And so they're not going to abandon that. Right. Because Facebook wants to be on the forefront of creating social spaces that you can operate in. And VR seems like a, a neat way to operate... Uh, that kind of platform. Absolutely. Uh, it, I mean, sitting around a table and playing cards with people from across the world sounds right. kind of cool, right? And so I think that's kind of where they're going with that kind of thing. So they're going to stick behind it. Um, honestly, I hear the best headset really is the HTC Vive. Yeah, technology-wise. Yeah, and I think it's the one that has, like, three cameras or something that you have to set up around right. the room, which is insanity. But you can see the limitations just playing the PlayStation VR, only having the one camera. So it would yeah. be nice to have that option. It would be if you have the space for right. it. Right. Um, I don't know. There's still some things we need to flesh out with VR before I really get excited uh-huh. and really hop up on board with it. Uh I don't know, like, just that, that whole super hot experience was just really exciting. Yeah. So, um, for me, uh, besides the whole VR thing, I've been playing Dream Daddy. <laughs> uh, and What a great game. Yeah. So this game, when I said we were going to talk about weird stuff, this is what I meant. Um, this, I believe, is Game Grump's first game. I believe they produced it. Yeah, I mean, they were def- heavily involved. Yeah, I know Aaron and Danny were doing voices in it, so... They're doing voices. I know, like, like when you go to select, like, hairs and stuff, Yeah, you can select Aaron hair, Danny hair. And you can pull off the full Danny outfit, so... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have the Ninja Sex Party, like, uh, onesie yeah. as an outfit. Uh, and that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right. Um... And I that game's real dumb is my best way to describe it. So basically, it's a single dad dating simulator. Yeah. Um, and so it plays like a graphic novel where you have, like, the p- players, like, come up to the screen and then, like, their mouths don't move or anything. They just, like, 
the uh, words just come out to the bottom. Yeah. Right? Which is fine. Uh, and the, I guess the biggest difference is you can actually respond in different ways. Right. So, like, if you're talking to, uh, for example, like, one of the first characters you meet is named Robert. Uh, you, you see him at a coffee shop, and you guys make eye contact. Uh, and then you can find him later at a bar. Uh, and, like, there's different ways to interact with him. And it ultimately ends up with you can go home with Robert. Yeah. Or not. Um, can I just say, at the bar, when they're talking about the game and everything. It's so stupid. That was just my favorite sequence. And that's the thing about this game. Like, this is, like... Their conversations are so tongue-in-cheek and almost satirical of the way these games are made that it's so funny. And obviously, you know, like, I don't feel the need in my life to play a simulator where I am dating other single fathers but the writing in it is like, okay, maybe I'm going to keep going on with this. And part of that is because it's so bad. Right. The writing is literally so bad that I want to see how bad it gets. <laughs> there are puns all over the place, and it's fantastic. Dad, dad jokes. Yeah. Right? Uh, they play into it really well. And there's like there's a couple of things in here. Like when you first start out... You choose, um, it, like, so you have a daughter and you're a single father. Well, you kind of make the decision, like, does she have a mom or does she have a dad? Or, like, did she have a mom or did she have another dad? Um, and so it starts out that, and then, like, depending on like choices you make and stuff she can die or vice versa or she can you could divorce or whatever um and i thought that was really interesting the yeah. way they kind of handle like oh we're going to have gay characters we need to make it so that we can set this up this way yeah um and i don't know like i i went the quote-unquote straight option because i'm still dating other dads so i guess it's more of a bisexual option really <laughs> Uh, but I want to go back and see how they handle the gay option uh, if they change the dialogue because I meant I mean I, I imagine they have to. I was curious about it, and I I've seen a few different let's plays of this, and it seems like it's pretty pretty similar. Like only thing is they try to stay pretty gender neutral in how they refer yeah. to the person, so. They they do a pretty good job of not calling attention to which one it is. So, yeah, I mean, I think they have to to make it easier for themselves. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, that's basically Dream Daddy. It's like fifteen bucks on Steam. Uh, this game is not going to be for everyone. In fact, it's not going to be for a lot of people. But it is the top selling game on Steam right now. Well, it's second. It's second under PUBG. Now? Oh, it was ahead for a little while. Yeah. Um, I did check the like the weekly uh, things, which I guess it had only been out for like two days right. at the end of the week. So, But it was still under PUBG. I don't know what it is right now. I mean, it's Game Grumps. Uh, right. Game Grumps have a huge following, so I'm not surprised. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. So that's basically what I've been playing. That's basically what Jason's been playing. Um, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. And so we're just talking about video games and stuff, you know, things we normally do. Uh, we're going to get a little more normal and then get a little weird again. Uh, so as you know, we, we spent a long time last week 
talking about destiny. Yes. Um, and I don't know why, <laughs> but we did. Um, let's talk about destiny just a little bit more. All right. Just because I have a couple of things that I want to I want to clear up before we move on. So, Best Buy has been taking a really weird approach to their beta. Um, people after the beta, people that are upset or whatever, are going back and canceling their pre-orders. Hmm. But Best Buy has been charging $20 to them. What? And I guess their explanation is is that they delivered something digitally even even though it's not the full game uh they still delivered something digitally and so you can't return that and so they've been charging people twenty dollars that is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard isn't it it's crazy they did not deliver it it was on the receipt your code or whatever right and it was from bungie yeah, and so I guess like this is this kind of leads into my greater point of I think people don't understand what a beta is. Right. And I've been seeing this all all over online. Um the beta is not there for you to play test. Mm-hmm. The beta is not there as a demo for you. Like exactly. people are complaining, "Oh, they didn't show off enough of their game. They don't they're not supposed to." Exactly. The beta is for them to make sure that their game runs when thousands upon thousands of people log in at the same time. And one thing Bungie has been making clear, and I've seen this multiple times, is when people make a complaint, they're kind of explaining, this isn't a current build of the game that you're playing. This is an early build. This is a server test. Yeah, so you're not playing the real game right now. And... It was very evident. Um, I managed to jump on in the one hour that the farm was available, the social space. Oh, you did? Yeah. And it was very apparent when I got there because I jump in, and there's supposed to be vendors everywhere that you can talk to and everything. There was nothing. Right. It was just like there the was soccer. But that was a glitch. Oh, was I was it? looking online, and uh, select people just had a weird glitch where nothing loaded in. And so they're supposed to be like a crypt arc and everything. They're supposed to be the oh. gunsmith, all those things. And I just thought, I get to play soccer. So what you're saying is absolutely true. A beta test is not a full game for you. It is literally to see how the servers work. Yeah, and I don't know. Like I, I, I think this speaks as the gaming community as a whole, I think. There's a lot of problems with that. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, guys. Like, you've got to understand these things. Uh, I don't know. It, this is a really weird thing that we are treating betas like a demo. Right. And, you know, like, I made a lot of judgments about the game upon playing the beta. Um, and they're, they are detailed uh graphically in our last uh, show. Mm -hmm. So if you want to listen to that, you can go do that. But even then, like, I'm trying to emphasize the point. Like, I understand this is a beta. I'm not going to go out and cancel the game just because it doesn't look like something that I'm going to enjoy that much. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold on to the game, and I'm going to give it a shot. Right. You know, like, that's that's just real dumb. Exactly. And uh, one thing that I think it's kind of a look. Sorry, I'm having trouble thinking this through. It's kind of a the fault of the original Destiny, I feel like. Because the the original Destiny gave you like a third of the game. And it was like the finished product. Yeah. And so people are looking at that and they're like, well, why didn't we get more? Because I feel that last time it messed up, messed them up pretty bad. Well, and I wonder if this is partly their fault uh, and the gaming industry as a whole, actually. Uh-huh. Um, we're using these games as, or these betas as marketing tactics. I, like, I watched the uh, Call of Duty Nazi Zombies reveal, 
and it's very, very like uh, huge at the end where they talk about, oh, uh, pre-order now and get beta access. Like that's not a good marketing strategy no. because people are going to think this when you do that. And if you're going to do that, just say, call it an early demo. Yeah. Don't call it a beta. Betas are for testing. Exactly. And that's exactly what this beta was for. You could feel it in everything you did. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know you love Destiny, so we should probably talk about it for the next 50 minutes, right? Yes, please, please. Where's Austin when you need him? Right? Let's go ahead and give him a call. Um, yeah, so... The, this whole Best Buy thing is all screwed up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they didn't deliver anything uh, digitally other than a test. So this whole thing is stupid. Yeah. But uh, let's move on uh, a little bit. Uh, I mentioned the Nazi Zombies trailer. Uh, and did you watch it? No, I actually didn't hear about this trailer until now. Yeah, so, so they premiered it at San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, I think, uh, what's his name? Greg, the kind of funny guy, Greg Miller. Okay. Greg Miller hosted this panel with like Sledgehammer. And uh, they, I, I don't know if David Tennant was there, but I know they like talked about him. Or right. I mean, he's one of the voice actors. Right. Um, and that was a big thing. They were releasing different voice actors leading up to this premiere and stuff. But, uh, they showed off this trailer, and, I mean, it looks more like a horror game than they've done in the past. Okay. Uh, which is something they've, they've, like, leaned on. Like said, like, the two guys who started Sledgehammer are, were formerly with the studio that did Dead Space. Uh-huh. And so, like, they, they're no strangers to that. But, uh... Yeah, they showed it off. It's uh, it, it's real strange. Uh, I'd say go watch it, kind of form an opinion on it or whatever. Um, I I still kind of think it doesn't belong in this game, but go for it. Like if right. you're gonna, I I wish they were leaning a little more heavily on the game itself and right. not this side mode. But. I don't know. It's it's still back to that whole. Right. Oh, we're going to be as realistic as possible. Zombies. Yeah, and that's still a little strange to me. I'll leave it alone because I have opinions about the whole Nazi zombies situation, but I differ from a lot of people. So well, I was I've never been a fan. Right. I've never thought that they were good. Uh huh. Um. Maybe the first one was like okay, like oh, this is a novel concept. Yeah. Uh whatever but ever since then it's just been like this is a bad attempt at a base building game yeah i'm i very much uh i don't like the waves of enemy type of gameplay so call of duty kind of wore off on me very quickly yeah and nazi zombies just was the waves of enemy without the story so it right well good good game or good games <laughs> games that do that wave of enemy thing well I think are like have a good spot. Like you think about like uh, the Gears of War horde, mm -hmm. or uh, even Halo started theirs. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, but it's the same concept. Like they do them really well. Right. I've just never thought that the Nazi zombies did it well. Right. It just has such a huge following with Call of Duty that, and it's yeah, I it think caught that's on. crazy. So. Yeah, it's out there. It's been announced. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Um, let's let's have our little Nintendo talk for the day. Yay. Um, as we know, Nintendo has a console out. It's called the Switch. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. Okay. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Okay. Their first Splatfest has been announced. All right. Yeah. And for those of you who have played Splatoon, I, I don't really get it, but you like, I guess you choose like a side and then you like fight for that side. Yeah, essentially. I didn't, I didn't do it in the first game, so I'm kind of hazy on the details, but that's essentially what goes on. Yeah. And uh, this one is 
Mayonnaise versus ketchup. All right. So, um, yeah, I think that's real strange. Uh, I feel like it should be like mayonnaise or like ketchup versus mustard, right? Right. But, but you have to remember, this is Nintendo. They're the same guy, <laughs> the same company who decided that a plumber eating mushrooms and jumping on other little mushroom type things was a good idea. And we're right. So Right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, ketchup versus mayonnaise. And it's been funny, like, watching people, like, argue online, like, which is better. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, just come to Idaho. Have fry sauce. There you go. Right? Because, like, for us, that's, like, a super normal thing. But you go to California, and they think you're weird if you say fry sauce. Yes. Well, it, it is kind of weird, to yeah. be honest. Um, so that's the first Splatfest. Uh I think it's strange <laughs> myself, and maybe it's because I don't really get this quite yet. But uh. I, I just love how this spawned a debate online. I just, if you just put anything versus another anything, the the internet just goes after it. Yes, for sure. Uh, you know that's, you know, <laughs> it's the internet. Yeah. So that. That's like makes sense. Yeah. So uh, Splatfest. Uh, speaking of splats, uh, the Switch Online app. All right. Uh, let's talk about again something weird. Um, this is, uh, as you probably know, their idea of using a your phone uh, to voice chat. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a, a bad idea. Uh, but it's it's gotten even worse. Oh no! What happened? You can't multitask. What? So when you have it open, you cannot open another app or close that app and continue using it. Oh no! That's so gonna you can't check your text messages. You can't browse Facebook while you're waiting in a queue. Nothing. That's crazy. It has to be. Only that app open. Right? I'm, first of all, let me say, I'm a Nintendo guy. Yes. I, Zelda will always be, like, the pinnacle for me. That's one of my favorite series of all time. Mario, way up there, right in the top list of all time for me. All these games. But... For every amazing decision they make, they just make one that you don't understand. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's real weird. I just, I'm sitting here saying this is more powerful than, or at least as powerful as like the PS3 and Xbox 360, if not more powerful. And I think it's more powerful. Yeah. Why doesn't it have a dedicated party <laughs> app? I don't know, man. Because it's Nintendo, right? It's what they do. They do weird things. If they keep up with this, no one's going to get their subscription model when it comes out. Right. And that's like that's the other thing. Like You then have to go and pay for this app like or to use it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. That's down the road. I, I hope they learn something or realize that they either need to learn something and fix it or they need to realize they're not going to be making money off of it and make it free. Yes. No, I totally agree with that statement. Um, yeah. So that came out this week. <laughs> um, so while we're talking about uh, dumpster fires that uh, Nintendo does, we've got one more. Oh, no. Uh, remember how we talked about the Pokemon Go Fest? Oh, yeah. It was as big of a disaster as we all thought it was going to be. As the launch of Pokemon Go? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> very similar to that. It oh, was a no. really good anniversary to that whole shenanigan. Um, so here's how it started. They sold tickets to this. Um, it, tickets were $20. Oh, no. And they sold, out, they sold out. They sold out. Uh, everything was cool. They had a big stage set up. They took over Grant Park in Chicago. So people came from around the world to come do this Pokemon Go Fest. So the idea was 
like they're gonna have special pokey stops in this area like special raids things like that um special pokemon that you can only catch there uh well they kind of underestimated uh the facilities that they needed so it started uh at like 10 a.m uh-huh and at that point, the lines became so long uh, that no one could get in. Finally, people started getting in, slowly but surely, and then the servers crashed. Oh, no. Uh, they were so overwhelmed that the servers just crashed. Uh, because there was, there was too many people on their mobile devices connecting to networks in that area to run this data-heavy program that it's just, it all failed. Oh, my gosh. Um, this went on for hours. They said that they're in contact with, like, Verizon and Sprint AT&T to see what they can do. Um, people would come out on stage. The crowd was screaming at them, chanting, uh, the F word and Niantic and, like, all this stuff. Uh, so eventually Niantic decides that they just like, it's over. They can't do anything. So they tell people, uh, we're going to refund your $20 tickets. Oh my gosh. And we're going to give you a hundred dollars worth of pokey coins and to leave. And then nobody could get out. Because it was so, like, they didn't have enough, like, spaces to leave the park. And so everybody was stuck there. And uh, it all just happened. <laughs> um, and so, like, people are really upset because people came from, like, around the world, right. booked hotel rooms, and they got $20 back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and a hundred dollars worth of pokey coins, which everybody knows is exactly what they wanted. It's crazy, man. That, like the launch of Pokemon Go, it's that's not even comparable to what that all this you, you're explaining. I know, I know, it's crazy. Wow. So, <laughs> there, there's that. That is awful. <laughs> I know, it's insane. So, um, yeah. I feel bad for anyone who went out there. Yeah, me too. Uh, not only did they probably lose a lot of money, like, you know, like, that's just, like, nobody wants to be a part of that. Right. Who knows, man. Hopefully they met some cool people along the way. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, everybody's uh, favorite parts about riots are meeting new people. That's, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's a good time. And then smacking with a chair. Right. Uh, there's videos online you can go and watch of the people in the crowd. It's kind oh, of, I might have to. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. But, uh, I mean, it wasn't funny for them at the time. Right, no. Yeah, so uh, that's it for Nintendo news. <laughs> actually, we have more <laughs> Nintendo news down down the road. But it's not as... as uh, Cringy. Yes, that's a good word for it. Uh, but until we get there, uh, we need to go ahead. We need to take another break, and we'll be back. You know, this, uh, it gives me a lot of respect for uh, radio DJs that do things by themselves. Yeah. Uh, one of these days, we need to get a producer in here <laughs> so <laughs> I can host the show and not have to deal with the computer uh, because sometimes things just don't work. <laughs> you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... That's kind of what's been going on today. Uh, sorry if I sound kind of like I'm focusing on something else, but I kind of am. Uh, so someday we're going to get a producer. We're going to get a third person. So Austin 
and I can do our thing. We can have a guest, and then somebody can produce the show for us. Until then, yeah, we're going to do this, uh, and we're going to continue talking about video game news. Let's do it. Uh, Phil Harrison uh, had an interview the other day, and... Phil Harrison is kind of notorious in the games industry. He was uh, with Microsoft for a while. He was with Sony for a while. Um, it's just a real smart man. It's been around for a long time. Uh, he had this kind of candid interview uh, about the games industry as a whole and where it's going, where it's been, stuff like that. And I thought it was really interesting. So there are a couple of points in it that I really wanted to uh, kind of just talk about. Uh, so one of the things he talked about is like how games are progressing in relation to the way that film did when it first started. Because uh, like if you look at where we've been since the jazz singer came out and i we kind of like marked the jazz singer since it was the first uh quote unquote talkie right it was the first uh movie to ever have uh vocals in right. it i kind of see that as a a starting point in modern film and so 40 years after they created the jazz singer it would have been like the 60s or something and people were like kind of experimenting with what film meant what the kind of stories that they could tell things like that uh you know that's where we like right. started seeing like sci-fi movies and all that kind of stuff and so phil harrison kind of asks like it's been about 40 years since the birth of video games right where are we what are we doing? Um, have we actually gone anywhere? And so the, his quote was, uh, so 40 years after the jazz singer, they were telling rich, deep stories to old, young, male, female. Now look at 40 years of video games. Are we evolving at the same rate? In terms of our rich storytelling and our rich characters. Those are some of the themes and the questions that I'm interested in exploring as an investor and that I think the industry should be asking itself. So I kind of like want to explore that. Like, are, are, is video games at that point? Uh, and his point was like he watches all of these E3s every year and they're all the same. He right. says that it's like you can't watch for any more than two minutes before somebody has an arrow through their head. Okay. Is basically, it's kind of all the same thing. Right. Um, you can kind of equate it to let's look at like the golden age of Hollywood, where they're pumping out movies constantly. Uh huh. Uh, that's kind of where video games are right now. But are we, like, actually captivating audiences? Are we telling those stories uh, that we, are, we should be capable of telling? That is a very good question. And, I don't know, I, like, I kind of take stances on both. Because you look at AAA games, and they are all kind of similar yeah. in a way. Uh, you know, everybody kind of brings their own thing to it. But even then, like... A first-person shooter is a first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. You can kind of expect that it's going to operate the same exact way. Uh, when first-person shooters first came out, it, we had that area of growth that we could go through. You think of like when Half-Life came out um, and took like kind of that Doom model and starting adding physics and story... And all these things to it. Like, right. Is that happening anymore? That's a tough question. Yeah, it is. Because it's, well, the, I guess the, the more important part of that is, can we find examples that disprove that statement? And I think, like, 
I think we're kind of in an indie revolution right now. Yeah. Because indie games are doing that very thing. They're kind of taking that that story and developing it in ways that we haven't before. Well, that's one thing that I saw recently. I believe it's the developer of... I was looking it up. I was trying to find the exact quote, but the developer of What Remains of Edith Finch. Mm -hmm. Recently, they said something along the lines of, now that we've proved that first-person games don't need to be shooters, now we can start doing all sorts of weird stuff. Something along those lines. Yeah. That's one thing I love. Because for the longest time, if it was first-person, you were playing a shooter. And these guys kind of broke that mold in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I mean, it's been breaking for a little while. I mean, look at Gone Home. Yeah. But it's like Gone Home... What Remains of Edith Finch, these games are like, they're the ones that are kind of breaking that and they're making first-person games into something different. Yeah. And that's what I love. I'm sitting there like, I'm the person who, and you are too, I know this, I will play one of the weirdest games ever that a lot of the common gamers will sit there and be like, they'll just want to throw it away, but there's something artistically profound about it that you just sit there and you love. Yeah. Like, uh, we know. recently finished Life is Strange, which is kind of, it's a triple A game, pretty much. But not I quite, mean, yeah, but, it is. But for sure. the way we talk about it, we're not talking about, oh, did you see what I did? I, I just got that awesome headshot. We're sitting there talking about the story behind it and how well, it and affected think, us. Yeah, and more importantly, I think the characters yeah. and the way that they interact with us, um, even though we're kind of controlling their interactions. Right. And that's where it's at for me. It's like... There are those games that are not, that are just stagnant. There are those games like Call of Duty. Like, they're doing yeah, great Yeah, and things. like, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. I like Call of Duty. Right. I buy basically every one that comes out. Uh-huh. But, but still, like, it's, it is. It's just kind of like, where can they go that hasn't been gone already? Yeah. Uh, and I, we we discussed this when you're talking about film studies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, commercially versus artistically, or like there's two very different things there. Right. Like, look at uh, every time a Transformer movie comes out, uh-huh. it does incredible at the box office. Mm-hmm. Like it, it always they always do well, but they and don't. They're dig terrible. With you. Right. Uh, they don't, like, they don't, they're not compelling. They, the acting isn't good. Mm-hmm. Like, n- there's nothing really good to say about those movies right. other than uh, Michael Bay is incredible at designing action scenes. And I think right now we're stagnating a lot because we're still focusing really heavily on tech, which is awesome. Because tech, that's true. Tech has brought out. Like, Uncharted in The Last of Us. I know I speak about Naughty Dog, but it's because they have some of the best facial animation out there where you're sitting there looking at Joel and Ellie speaking together, and it feels like a normal conversation. Yeah. And the facial animations are perfect on it. And once we get to that point, I feel like we're close, if not there, then we're going to go past and we're going to start getting to a point where we're creating new. Right. Like, that's what I'm, I now, love. So. Now, the other question you kind of pose in this uh, is he says that we, the golden age of games has yet to come. Oh, okay. Um, and so, like, I guess my question is, is like, have we, uh, have we reached a golden age uh, of games and creativity or have we passed it or is it to come? Well, I guess this all depends on your view because uh-huh. everyone views games differently. For me, I love narrative in a video game. A lot of people want that stripped. Like, you can listen to people say, it's a game. It's supposed to be about the game. And then me, I'm sitting there like, I love hearing a story told along with what I'm doing in the game. So it really depends on who you are. If you're sitting there just wanting the game, you probably think the ga- the Golden Age has passed because the Super Nintendo had all sorts of fun games. And a lot of people consider that the Golden Age of gaming. Right. But if you're sitting there wanting these narrative-driven games, I feel like they are 
the golden age is on its way. We haven't hit it yet. That's my opinion. Yeah, and I guess like I I kind of like the conclusion that the guys at Giant Bomb came to that exact question uh-huh. was that the golden age of gaming is for everybody is when you were growing up. Right. Like think about like the things that kind of created like m- like me as a consumer in games. Yeah. Uh like uh, games that stick with me like obviously like Super Mario World like I played so much of that as a kid. That makes um, sense. For me that's the perfect game. Uh-huh. Like th- th- that game will never be topped. Um Oblivion's up there. Halo's up there. These are all games that like when I first played them they kind of like they were unlike anything I'd ever seen. Right. And so they shaped like how I view games. That makes not sense. only as like interactive media but as art and mm-hmm. every other way you can look at games. And, and it's like when people talk crap about the Halo lore. Yeah, it's kind of bad. But to me, I, as a kid, I was so engrossed in that. Like, that was the best story I could possibly think of a video game having. Right. Um, yeah. Even even though it, it's not. Uh, <laughs> and I st- But I still kind of get upset when people talk crap about it because I loved those so much. Yeah. You know, like, they meant so much to me as a kid. That makes sense. So, and I mean, yeah. I grew up on uh, the Final Fantasy games. And... So, like, Final Fantasy VI, for me, is, like, right up there at the pinnacle. So, that game had incredible storytelling, and I think that's why these narrative-driven games are so important in my life. So, yeah, I can see where they're coming from when they say that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about just kind of, like, what you were used to, right? Right. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I I think the in, the interview itself is really kind of neat. Uh huh. Um. So like, if you want to read more, just uh, I should have put the link on here, but I didn't. Uh, it's it's Phil Harrison. Um, you know, he doesn't uh, make too many appearances nowadays, so I think you'll be able to find it. Uh, I just think it's really interesting, and it's like, I think it's a good conversation for us to have mm-hmm. um, as we go forward because we have so much ground to cover. Um, it's just like anything, like it feels like we can't go anywhere. We've kind of reached it, but there's always somebody out there who's smart enough to like, oh no, we're going to change everything. Right. So every time, I mean, VR hasn't had that moment yet. No, someone is going to find that. Yeah, for sure. Somebody's going to release a game in VR that's going to change everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of it, it rides on the back of, like, technology, what we can get. Right. Um, and how widespread it can become. Right. Because especially, like, in VR, the problem right now is it's just so hard to get into because it costs so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something, like, I can totally understand as somebody who's not adopted a VR platform. Definitely. Uh, and as, as somebody who talks about it on a weekly basis. Uh-huh. You know, it's just something like it's it's expensive, and I totally understand why why people would be hesitant on it. But there's going to be that one game that comes out that's going to be like, oh, this is it, uh, and that's going to be the reason people yeah. say, all right, I'm getting VR. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of fascinating. Uh, we do have a couple more uh, news stories before we get out of here. Uh, But we do need to take one last break, and we'll be back. just got a couple minutes uh left here and you know uh let's just talk about a couple last news stories um phil spencer said in a tweet that the xbox one x 
uh, is going to open up pre-orders very soon. All right. So, I mean, that's that's basically that story, <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, it's coming out. It, it's a thing. Right. It'll happen. Uh, the people who are interested will pre-order, but yeah, I don't see myself doing it. Yeah, I don't see this being a big pre-order item, but it, it, who knows? I could be right. wrong. I've been wrong before. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's it. Uh, Nintendo. Let's get back to Nintendo. All right. Uh, you know, Nintendo is just one of those things. They've been making so much news lately, which I feel for a while they were just kind of non-existent. But here they are. They're they're making their comeback. Yes. Um, just like Atari. <laughs> that, yeah. That. Thank you for laughing because that was a joke. Um, Nintendo might be working on an N sixty four classic. I did see that. Yeah, and so what people, what's leading people to believe this, um, is they filed a tr- for a trademark um, in Europe that looks exactly like the sixty four controller. Right. And there's no real other information about it other than that. Uh, having said that, like. I think that they could probably be making this controller for just about any purpose. Right. Uh, if they do come out with a virtual console on the Switch, they already came out with some controllers that right. work with it. So it could be that sort of it thing. It very well could be. And that's kind of my thought on this. I still think it's kind of like hard to believe that they will go for a 64 classic mini thing. Uh-huh. Um, just because, I don't know, it, they might... And they might do one last 64, but they definitely won't do a GameCube. I'm I'm no. fairly positive about that. But uh, I don't know. Like I just don't think there's enough information to actually speculate this right now. Right. But I don't know. I think that would be a really weird move for them, especially like planning on it already. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they still have the SNES Classic that they have to release. And the NES Classic is still making waves. Uh, yeah. You know, so we have that new story in here as well. But, yeah, it, it might come. Who knows? We'll have to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, there's a lot of really good games for the 64, but I kind of also think that their best games, they would have a really hard time getting yeah. Um, you know, like I like partial to GoldenEye. Right? And mm. they're never going to get the GoldenEye license. Right. Um, I can't help but feel like again this goes back to the fact that I'm a Switch owner and I'm frustrated, but right. Come on, bring the virtual console to the Switch. The best thing about the Wii U is being able to play on that thing and now I can bring it anywhere and you're telling me no. Stop Well, that was the me. only thing about the Wii U. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. That's a weird one. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you're ever going to get a virtual console, to be honest. I'm a little upset. Yeah. They will do that free game a month thing, classic game, but I don't know. We'll find out someday. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's such a weird topic, <laughs> and that's one that could take a while to right. read. But, um, yeah, so the NES Classic, uh, as you know, like... Is impossible to find. Uh huh. Well, miraculously, uh, Think Geek, who just happens to be owned by GameStop, uh, found a shipment of NES classics that you could buy for them in a bundle. I saw that, and I actually went on and I was like, I would get one. But they were already sold out. Exactly. They sold out in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's. I think that says a lot about that company. Uh, not Nintendo, but the other company. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but the SNES Classic Ooh. Uh, went on pre-order through Walmart. All the pre-orders were sold out in a day. The following day... People started getting notifications that their pre-orders were canceled. What? Did they do too many pre-orders? No. So Walmart's help center on came out on Twitter and said, We are so sorry. The SNES classics were released too soon. 
And oh, they really? first of all, they used the wrong two in their tweet. <laughs> Perfect. Um, second of all, that sucks. Uh, of course, it's too good to be true. Like yeah. one retailer is not going to get it super early. Yeah. Somebody just accidentally pressed the button. It ended up on the database and showed up on their website. Uh huh. But still, like all these people got all excited. They went out and pre-ordered, and now it's canceled. That's one. I I want the SNES Classic. I have too many good memories on that. Yeah, thing. me too. I mean, I've talked about them already today. But like that was that was my console growing up. Right. I went from the Super Nintendo. To the Xbox. Uh-huh. Um, so that entire time in between was all Super Nintendo for me. Yeah, that's an entire generation. Yes, so. I skipped an entire generation of consoles just playing the Super Nintendo. That That's a good console to play. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it was great. Uh, and, in fact, I still have it. Like, it's in my room. Yeah. Uh, so. You brought it up to McCall. I, I did. That we didn't use. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's great. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how they handle right. this. I hope that it's not like the NES Classic, uh, where they're almost doing like dirty business and oh, it upset me so shortening much. the supply uh, for their own benefit and stuff like that. Like that all seems super s- sleazy and gross. I guarantee you, they're going to release another short supply soon for the NES Classic, and it's going to sell out instantly, and they're going to do the same thing. Well, yeah, they they should not do that. No, it upsets me so much. Yeah, I, it's just again, I think that's like that's sleepy, that's sleazy business, man. Yeah. So there's that, and so I guess like the last news I have uh, today is PUBG has crossed five million uh, purchases on Steam. Oh wow! And that's for a alpha game, right? Yes, this is uh, still in early access. Uh, it won't be out for a while. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, that game is so good. Um, <laughs> I feel like we talk about it every single week, but that's because it is really right that good. I mean, it's su- such a good game. It is. Um. So, yeah, three or what was it? It was, I'd say, probably a month ago we were talking about how it crossed three million. Yeah, something like that. And now they're at five. Now, before we move on, did you hear they're releasing cosmetic items? They are, yes. Paid cosmetic items. Uh-huh. Which I'm, I'm not surprised. It right. makes sense for them. I uh, hear that. A portion of the video game community, I'm not sure how big this portion is, but they're outraged by this. I'm sure they are. That sounds like something that would outrage the video game community. Um, Fortunately, it's not a pay-to-win scheme. That's what bugs me when people do that. I completely agree. Uh, It's like all of the other games that... uh, that I really enjoy the way that they do that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like how Dota operates as right. well. You know, like you pay for cosmetic items. It makes you look cool if you want to. Yeah. And then, you know, if it if you don't like it, then you don't have to buy it. I it's mean, not going to change anything. Even Overwatch to a certain extent because you buy loot boxes, which right. give you those cosmetic items. So Right. It's when it starts affecting gameplay that I'm like, this probably like, ain't good. Especially like a like game like us. this. The right. Last of us did it very bad, very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, that's I that's just not great. No. So, yeah, I mean that's all the news I have. Uh, do you have anything to add? Uh, I think you covered pretty much all that I remember. Yeah, I mean we're still kind of in that there aren't a ton of games coming out. I'm trying to catch up on some, uh, mm-hmm. although I'm not doing a very good job at it. And we'll see. We'll see uh, if I can get them done before. Right. You know. I'd say we should talk about Life is Strange, but I think Austin might listen to it. You never know. Yeah, so. well, we'll we'll save Life is Strange for a not on air thing. <laughs> um, I want Austin to finish it first. Right. Um, so we can all kind of talk about it together. But we'll save that. We're kind of like talking about doing a quote unquote spoiler cast of that game. 
um, because there's a lot of stuff I want to get off my chest about that game. Yeah. Um, and we need to do it soon so that we... Uh, Maybe we should just go over to Austin's house and make him sit down and play it. Right. Well, I think he finished episode one. Right. So, and I, like I said, I finished the last three in one night. Yeah. So, and the, the second one goes by pretty fast. A lot of stuff happens in the second one. And especially you're that emotionally drained. Yes. <laughs> like the majority of that game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that does it for us today. Um, All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you always can. We're at dryspellradio at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at dryspellradio. Follow us on SoundCloud. Listen to us live. Do whatever you feel like you want to do. Uh, we'll be back next week with basically the same thing. But until then, have a great week. Yeah.